Welcome to the Snap UK podcast, bridging the pond for all the news, views and opinions you need on the NFL. I'm Mike, and this week we are once again at the lab. I'm joined by Gary, John and Paul. Say hello. 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 Uh, and still on the pup list this week is Jim. At his age, hardly surprising he can't keep up with us youngsters. That's only fair. <laughs> he, he is well old. <laughs> Part two of this week's pod will be our preview of the AFC. Uh, we have each a division to cover and we'll be unleashing our thoughts on each team's chances from the cream of the crop to those who dwell at the bottom. Jets. Probably. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll be uh, also posing potential bets to try and pick Paul's pocket and leave him penniless before the energy crisis beats us to it. But before all that, news. Yay! <clears throat> We're going to leave the miserable news to the end because it's just going to make us all angry. Then we can have a break and come back refreshed. So... The Panthers name a starter, and to no one's surprise, it's Baker Mayfield, who beats out Sam Darnold and the now out for the season Matt Corral, who wasn't really in the mix, but apparently was. And PJ Walker. Don't forget PJ Walker, who will now presumably be on the roster for the season and step in when these two are both injured. Yeah. Um, Baker There's far apparently, worse backups than PJ Walker. There's far worse backups than Sam Darnold, but... This is the thing. What, where does, what does this mean for Donald's career now? Like He's stuck at the Panthers this season as a backup. Presumably, they don't want to play him. He's going to be a backup now. Career? Yes. That's his chance. I, I think so. I don't think... There'll be more talent. Next year's quarterback class is supposed to be stronger again. Is that right? Yeah. Obviously, you've still got a lot of young quarterbacks because the league has been transitioning through its old quarterbacks. So you've got no chance, I don't think, of him, of him really getting it. Unless he goes somewhere as a backup. Somebody gets injured and he comes in and does very well. So he might have a second wind in two or three years after being a backup. A bit like Geno Smith. It's the Sam Bradford route. Yeah. For me, yeah, it's the Sam Bradford route for me. So yeah. that, that's his opportunity. He's got to go and be a solid backup and wait for his opportunity. <coughs> nobody's, nobody's, no coach is going to put their career on Darnold's back anymore. No, the, the, the Sam Darnold comparison is interesting because... Sam Bradford looks like a perennial pro bowler when compared to Sam Donald. He's just put nothing on, on film. Nothing positive. He, he jumps at the sight of his own well, he has. He, he, he's put six games over four years of positive, and then yeah. he's put a whole lot of negative. Like there's, It's just so disappointing. It, it, what, the, I feel sorry for him, because that Jets team he joined at the beginning was trash. It was, and we say this a lot, it's all about where you land. But he, he had the opportunity at the Panthers. Don't forget how hot he started last season. He led the league in rushing touchdowns for the first three weeks. He had like five touchdowns in three yeah. games. But as soon as he was asked to drop back and pass under pressure, under pressure being the key phrase, he cannot do it. He cannot cope with the pass rush. He's not the first. No, no. But it's for the amount of talent he had, you know, bearing in mind... In his last, uh, sorry, in his penultimate year at college, people were saying, "Oh, this is trending towards the Andrew Luck direction." I believe his last year was a bit of a downturn, and then he came into the league and never recovered form. Not really, because he was at the Jets, and it's the wrong place to try and recover your form. He, his first year, he had some really good and he had some really bad. That's, you know, that is a rookie quarterback. Yeah. The second year was exactly the same. The third year was exactly the same. It's just what he is. His his ceiling is it could be higher because he's still ridiculously young for twenty four. You know, he yeah. might be slightly. I think he might be twenty five. Yeah. Okay, but you know, he came in really young. If 
by chance he goes to another place and you know backs up someone who gets injured he could have maybe a Foles type career a random resurgence a random resurgence here and there you know but <coughs> yeah he's got to wait and see he's got to wait and see but yeah Foles had one good season don't forget when Foles made his first appearances he led the league in oh I know no, no. but I'm just thinking like I'm just thinking like the Foles of the last suspect, eight years I suspect Sam Darnold is more destined for a Chad Henney career where you win a Super Bowl as somebody's backup or a David Carr yeah. Where you've you've bombed out completely, and then you've got a Super Bowl ring because you were on the Giants when they won it. Yeah, but say if he gets if he gets lucky, he can have a maybe backup and put put in put some stuff on tape, and then he could be where Trubisky is now, where yeah. where he's had to be and be a backup, but has found himself. You know, Trubisky is six years in the league now. Has found himself for the first time under a. Decent, a brilliant head coach. Yeah, he's, he's he did well to go to the Bills. It was the right move. But don't forget, Trubisky did go on two playoffs. Oh, I know. Yeah, well, whereas yeah. Darnold's done nothing. Okay, moving away from the negative, then Baker. Well, we get to see Browns Panthers first game of the we season do. now, which, which is, is which is great. It's going to be really funny. Garrett's yeah. already come out and said there is no ill feeling. There'll be no target on Baker. Now that makes me think <laughs> <it's> absolutely <laughs> a target yeah. on Baker. Um, but. Baker apparently has picked up the offense in two weeks, like really quickly, just grasped it, which Donald never looked like he'd done. So Talk back and pass the ball, <laughs> or give it to McCaffrey. <laughs> well, you get two weeks to give it to McCaffrey. I, I don't know. I'm. I think there's. I'm gonna go. We'll You're gonna go big it. on McCaffrey. I'm going big on McCaffrey this year. So we we had this brief debate the other day, didn't we? About what stock do you put in the Panthers squad overall? Uh, some people feel they're better than listed. Some of us, certainly myself, I, I think that they're lurking towards the, the, the poor end of the squads again and that Matt Rule is in trouble this season. If they don't end with at least a 500, preferably a winning record, I, I think he's in trouble. I'm with you on this. <clears throat> they're, in, they're in the division to get to 500, aren't they? The division's quite poor. Yeah, there's there's certainly a way, and now Baker is leading the charge. There's, there's like three transitioning teams in that division. Yeah. And don't forget, I don't think Baker's an elevator, but I think he has leadership. And He's better than when, Mariota. Well, on that on that Browns team, better he, than Jameis. The first Browns team that he was on, he was actually able to drag them to some wins as they were rebuilding a team. This is where Baker's good. It's when the back sort of his backs against the wall, and he's coming out fighting. Is when he's really good. He's a. I think he's the type of player that we he can only be in a club for two or three years, which is just how he is. I think he needs. He, he needs, needs an enemy. Be, he needs to be an enemy. He needs to be constantly challenged, yeah. and I think you can only do that. You can only create the enemy yourself so for so long. Personality over ability. I think. I think. I think the ability is there, but I think the, you need the personality to unlock it. Mm. Um. And I think this this is ideal, especially the Browns' first game. I mean, the worry is actually that he's so hyped up mm. because you know he that he goes out and does something stupid. That's what he picks. loves, though. He <laughs> loves it when he's in. And if you look at his record against teams he used to play for, they're amazing. I think Baker because he loves the stage, doesn't he? You know, he'll just see this as a as an opportunity and. Like, that's what the Panthers have got to hope that he's out there with a point to prove. Now, if he if he becomes Baker Mayfield with a point to prove, 
Like Baker Mayfield at his best is good. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. Problem is he's very inconsistent. That's the problem with Baker. So And he's played injured a lot. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so if he's fit and got the bit between the teeth, then you know, it could really elevate the Panthers from where they were last year because if you think ever since Cam stopped being Cam, that's the issue they've had. They've not had a decent quarterback. Since since he didn't drop on that ball on the Super Bowl, yeah. they have not had a quarterback worth their salt. Exactly, yeah. You know. It's, it, it's certainly an interesting <coughs> situation. We, we're also going to see uh, something else involving the Browns in a few minutes and where they'll be playing. Um, before we get to that, Chase Young moves to the physically unable to perform list, which is not a shock after his uh, ACL injury last year. So he misses at least the first four weeks of the season. Um, more interestingly, what do we think about Ron? Is Big Ron in trouble no. if this goes wrong? I think that his reputation gives him the season. I, I, I have to agree, but when you look what's out there, I mean, the, the, the commanders aren't going to be challenging for Sean Payton. If you if you think do you know what we've given him a we've given him a great team and he's they've not what is the point of firing Big Ron because quite frankly there's nothing better out there for the commanders you you just have to keep you just have to keep building that team the off the the, the problem is it's the commanders I would imagine I I in all if it was fair Ron would leave before the commanders got rid of him because yeah that's where I was going is it more likely that he walks away in amongst all the confusion that con- consistently follows this team around I think um, right now he's probably got more power than he's ever had because that is a franchise that is searching for and needs stability and they're not in the position to focus on results on the pitch until they sort the organisation out so I don't think there will be at all any pressure on Big Ron. Nah. Okay. If I'm honest, I, I, I love I, how I Big Ron's a thing now. Big, big Ron. Um, now, <laughs> we can call you Big John. No, so, so here's the thing, right, with, with, with Ron Rivera. Do you think the Panthers were too quick to get rid of him? No. I f- you don't have to shout, Paul. You can just lean into your microphone. No. <laughs> no, I don't think they were too quick to get rid of him. I think his time there had come to an end. Okay. But I think the Panthers and the Commanders are different, so totally different. The second part of that question is, if I told you the Commanders had to appoint a coach for the next seven seasons to see them through all the turmoil and all the rebuild, would you think Ron is the right person? No, but they need stability, and he's the closest thing they have to stability in that place. Yeah, I think we don't know what's going to happen there in Washington yet. That's and why I, I picked seven and, years, because it's I, a long time you can't yeah, see. And I, and I think... I think that's a long, long time for any NFL coach now. You don't see many go I mean, seven three years. Three years is the average, isn't it? That's so. what I'm saying. So, so I would say, do you want Ron Rivera there for three years? And I would say, yes, I do. If yeah. I was a Washington fan, because he will build me a solid team and he will instill the right values into that organization. So, yes, for three years, I would take not challenging, not being in the playoffs, but to restore some sort of credit to the organization and set him on the right footings to move forward, then I think he's exactly the right person. He's the only good thing in Washington right now. And I think with the amount of turmoil behind the scenes, you have to give him time. As well, <laughs> his excuse at the moment is, you've given me a £35 million quarterback who's shit. Um, 
You know, it's the 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 the. The way I think he was involved in that decision. Oh, wait, I'm, I'm sure he's. Tell you what, let me give me give me the most important person that I'm going to have on my roster, and I'll have no say in it. Like you can't. That's not how it works, is it? You see the brains trust at the organisations. Oh, well. yeah. so, oh no, but yeah. So I don't think he can use that as an excuse. If Carson Wentz came into that organisation, then Ron let him. Oh, I know, but it, it it's it's bought Frank Reich another year. It can buy one another year. It can buy one sometime because one big one. Uh, so yeah, no. Uh, uh, so elsewhere on the commanders, talking about good things for them, Logan Thomas is activated off Yay. the uh, pup list for now. For it's now, for now, what, yeah, three weeks. Yeah, granted. Well, it'd be nice if he can join Wentz on the, <laughs> on the injury plays, bench in week five. Get concussion or does another injury? Yeah, yeah. but they've got that young quarterback, haven't they? They drafted. Her. You have to give me. I can't remember his name. Sam Howell. Sam Howell. And I think he's actually could put pressure on. I have I've already. Uh, I've already said I think Sam Howell might make an appearance this season. I'm not sure the club has sold on Heineke and they, no one sold on Carson Wentz. So Sam Howell may... The problem is he's extremely raw. Like, but that's what, maybe that's what they need. It would be surrendering the season. And in this division, there's a chance of wins early yeah. in the season. <laughs> How rostered they're surrendering the season right now. Um, maybe, but, but, but Logan Thomas for me is a, a key piece. You know, three touchdowns in the six games he played last season. And... He is one of the best weapons they have. We, we know about Scary Terry, but he's going to be double covered all the time. You've got to have somebody you can put in the red zone for Baker to hit, basically. That's what he requires. Yeah. And so I think if Logan Thomas can play 12 to 17 games, which, to be fair, he's had two 16-game seasons and two 12-game seasons in his career. He's not missing all the time. Then... I think it's nothing but a really big upgrade. He's a he's a really good second level tight end. He's not name your, your Kelsey's, your Kittles, and, and your Wallers, but in the next tier down, Logan Thomas is excellent. Yeah, I agree. He's Evan he's Ingram. Good. He's like an Evan Ingram. No, oh, he's better. I than think that. that's hard. That's harsh on him. Yeah, so, Goddard. There's no way he's as good as that. Goddard's top ten. <laughs> uh, I, I'd say I, he's pushing. I say Logan. Logan on, on his, he's, he's not as good as Hawkinson, uh, Gazicki. Like when you start naming good tight ends, I, I think you're being a little bit kind. Like okay. he's got skills, mm. but if you're not on the pitch, you've got nothing. He's he's decent, and what the commanders need is decent. So yeah, I think that you're right. It, going back to what you said, it's good news for a team that sorely need good news. His injury record is much like Tyron Matthews. Mm-hmm. I think it's overplayed. I think it's overplayed by by some people. He, wasn't he, me though. No, wasn't me. Uh, um, he, he he had a bad. He's had a couple of bad years, but. It's generally pretty solid. With with, uh, pup list and non-football injury lists, uh, the 12th pick in the draft by the Lions, Williams, was uh, placed on the non-football injury reserve list this week, which is not great for a team that's trying to rebuild. They knew that, though. Yeah, I mean, so damaging your ACL in college and not being ready to come back, he's still going to be a solid pick. The best thing they can do is sit him for as long as he requires us. But... It's it's not ideal, but it it kind of been unexpected. Let's have a look around uh, other players that... You may have missed being on the pup list, or you may not care. Leo Collins at the Bengals, big part of their O line yeah, and what they want to do moving problem, forward. Yeah, yeah. Back injury says he's getting better daily, but then their their O line wasn't amazing last year either. No, it wasn't, no, and but he's a massive upgrade for he's, them. He's an upgrade. He's also not the only upgrade they've made, is it? So at least, hopefully, hey, somebody's he reviewing back. that division shortly. Well, well, we'll get to that. Uh, Michael Gallup, wide receiver of the Cowboys. Now, they need... We knew that. We knew that. We, have, yeah. we, we knew he was on there. Still no news on when he comes off. Like They, they could be thin to start the season at wide receiver. But CD Lamb needs to be a WR1. Yes. 
This is the opportunity, more than ever. Is he a WR1, though? He should be. Because there he, were times when Gallup well outplayed him. He, he, he's a, he, is, he has the talent to be a, a wide receiver one, but he needs Gallup to draw coverage. To draw coverage. As well, Like the, the tight end there is good. But Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. But I think his injury record's very much like Logan Thomas's <laughs> over the last couple of years. Not always available, it's fair to say. He's not, but, but yeah, the, the, losing Amari Cooper, I think, is Giant. Bit, it's big. Uh, Shaquille Leonard is still on the pup list. They're looking to bring him off any time now, but they've already said he would not be fit for week one. Yeah. They want to get him off the list so he can practice, but he'd not be available to play. That's a, that's a massive thing for the Colts. They need him. If he's not ready by week three or four, they're going to they're gonna be starting to fall behind because he's such a massive player for them. As well, isn't Gilmore already injured for them as well? Yes, so he's going he to miss the first. He's going to be missing the first couple of weeks. Yeah, someone is is, is previewing that uh, team as well. Um, on, on the good news from the pup list, David Bakhtiari for the Packers. Yes, working his way back. He is off the list uh, and he's working day to day. Again, they don't want to commit to him playing week one, but he's now available for walkthroughs with the team and practices, contact practices. So that's a bonus for them because he's a huge part of what they want to do on the O-line. Yeah, no, it, it he's, makes... He's just huge. Well, yeah. some, you know, you've got to protect Aaron Rodgers somehow, haven't you? You have. That's where all your money is. <laughs> it certainly is. Speaking of all the money, Jesse Bates signs the franchise, the franchise, franchise tag with the Bengals. Uh, and Rokan Smith will play out his deal with the Bears. Two players I expect to see moved on fairly quickly. Uh, Jesse Bates at safety, yeah, he's great, but do you invest all your money in safeties? No, not unless you're the Seahawks. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just not Dude. a good idea. Well, Jesse Bates is a very good safety. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a lot of money. At some point, you've got to be paying Joe Burrow. Exactly, that's it. But this is them... I think it's quite clever by them because they're making the most of the money they have while they're not paying Burrow. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, no, it's uh, he'll he'll find a team because he's a very good player. Ro- Rokan Smith's the same. He's effectively uh, playing this season to get uh, a contract, a big contract somewhere else, which could actually bode very well for the Bears. Or he might duck out of lots of things. And well, their their one superstar is on going to take the pitch, which is good. But yeah, he he he, he especially as the season goes on. The Bears will, will probably be out the playoffs by week 10. He'll have spent about 80% of the playing time on the field. Yes. <laughs> and he might, he, at that point, he might think, ah, do you know what? I, if it's a 50 50, oh, that's a 75 25. You know, yeah. he's, he's, he's going to make that Bit uh, of a niggle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no. Uh, but, it, you know, and it's good for him because he should be serving himself because the Bears have treated him appallingly. Well, who, he, want, who he wants to commit their future to a club that has failed everybody else that's committed their future? Well, and as well, if you're not going if, to, if you're also going to not pay him the market rate, despite that you're one superstar, then yeah, move on. How many? We've we've mentioned two terribly run franchises already this evening: the Commanders and the Bears. Who who falls below them in terms of badly run franchises? Texans, Jaguars, Jaguars. Jets. At least with the Jaguars, you can see an upswing. You can see what they're trying to do. They've been trying to do it for a long time. No, but this feels different. Lions. It feels different. We've felt this before, and they always end up spiraling back down. You know, let's let's see them actually do it first. This year or next year, they get to the championship game, they'd bite your hand off. 
yeah. So it ain't gonna happen. I'd argue <laughs> the Browns as well because even the way they've handled this whole Watson and Baker thing's been embarrassing. Even with the wealth of talent they've managed to amass, they're still managing to mess it up. Yeah, it's true. Seahawks are falling away. They, 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 for a few years, they were they were annoyingly so, good, annoyingly good, and now now you just think, Massive what the fuck are you doing? Vacuum there. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's a slightly different scenario for me. It's not something that's been going on for 10, 12 years. Well, well, I don't well, know. Like, you know they, they had like seven years of success, and before that, they were yeah, yeah they were bad. Only for like twenty five. Isn't, yeah, yeah. isn't this a top down thing from Paul Allen dying? Yes, they got Russell made. Wilson and some neon green shirts, and all of a sudden, everyone loved them. Like the shirts were horrible. I mean, well, that defense was just out. It's, of they, world. they 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 hit like pure gold for a couple of years, but yeah, before that, there were you know you wouldn't have thought actually that. They'd survive in Seattle. Like they'd be one of the teams that you'd imagine would move because Seattle didn't want them for a while. The Los Angeles Seahawks. But it, they could have been. It could have been. Yeah. Like they, right. they were saved by the MLS because it was the MLS team that the built that, bi- uh, that built the stadium. So yeah, it's it, they just, then they just got lucky. It's they were they are, they had a, a hot streak. But it, it's surrounded by a moat of turd. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It, it is true. It is true. Quite, I, I look at the commanders these days and I often think back to the early 2000s Raiders and yeah. how badly run that franchise was for a long time. That's also but another franchise. The Jamarcus thing. Russell era. Oh, that's been that, pretty yeah, badly run as well. Averaging the uh, early 2000s, they were uh, Yeah, yeah, great. sorry. Yeah, f- you know. About half the league is pretty poorly run. We're, we're talking 2007 onwards oh, for yeah. the Raiders. They were terrible for <laughs> 10 years. Well, but again, they didn't years. know what was happening with them, did they? Are they going to have a stadium, not going to have a stadium? Well, yeah, yeah. And, and, and their long-term leader had died and Mark Allen wasn't really a leader, or isn't really a leader at all. A leader Three in haircuts. Years. <laughs> leader in bold. No one's following. Three <laughs> years ago, you could have said the Bucks. Exactly, the Bucks were historically the, bad. Historically bad. They pre-Sean Payton. They're historically the bad, but no. have won two Super Bowls in the last like fifteen years. I am not having you say the Glazer family make mistakes in ownership. <laughs> you say that they've won two Super Bowls. Yeah, they're high points, but they're. But yeah, d- no. does that matter? <sighs> like this is a game where you go through transitions and yeah. peaks and troughs all the time. Unless you're the Niners and the Cowboys in the 90s, 80s and 90s or the Patriots in the last decade. And apart from that, every team goes through peaks and troughs. Some are much shorter and sharper and some, you know, they take much longer to, to crash and burn and oh, no. longer to come back. It's just how the league works because of the way it's set up. Imagine if you supported a team that had two Super Bowls and 20 losing seasons in the last 24 years. The Giants aren't that. <laughs> are the Giants that dissimilar to the Bucks in some ways? No. Yeah, but I'd, I'd also say I'm not saying it's lot, not disappointing. I'm but saying that, there's quite a lot of evidence that the Giants are a miss a, a poorly won. No, I'm not are. saying that's not the case. But all I'm saying is, like, actually, you still got the Super Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, it's but, a fair point. I think. But yeah, I, but, I, I, I watched my team beat the not best. Not every team point of all I make time. is bad, John. I know, and, and uh, but yeah, the Super Bowls are there, uh, so at least. Their lights shining in the dark is what so they are. I would say that the well, first I, Super Bowl, who, like, no, it's like to be disappointed can, every year. Can we just agree yeah. shit teams are shit in February? Yeah, like, oh yeah, I've, rather, been, I've rather, been married. Like to be disappointed every year in February rather than rather than in December. It's really heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
Kenyon Drake released by the Raiders after only one year and eleven million dollars. Uh, what a waste of money. That's one happy agent. Who yeah. looked at his record at the Dolphins and went, Oh, I'm gonna spend eleven million money on him. I'll tell you who he was a Gruden. <laughs> Gruden and Mayock. Idiots. Yeah, is it he a surprise that that didn't one, work out so I know. Well? Yeah. He was just one of these who you always thought had talent. Mm. And was going to go on and have a good season. He'd be like the you'd put him in like maybe on your bench on fantasy, and you think he might be a viable option because he's the number one back at the Dolphins. So he's going to play. He's going to score points. Nah, nah. Fifty-five yards. Fifty-five yards. Fifty-five yards. Is that what we're? Fifty-five he, yards. He's a well-paid Chase Edmonds. He's not as good as Chase Edmonds. I don't think. Uh, he you, should be. He's more talented. Yeah, he'll he'll be fine because he he's got he's got his. Um, 11 million from his year, effectively. Uh, I mean, uh, and he'll find another job because it's what winning backs do. They'll break down. He'll find himself at X team and he'll get do you remember, 55 yards a game. Do you remember why he got such a big contract with the Raiders? Because his season when uh, he started uh, 13 games for the Cardinals in 2020, he ended just shy of 1,000 yards, 955. And he had 10 touchdowns at 15.9 yards a rush. Like, he was putting up big numbers that season. And um, that and that got him to the Raiders on a, on a really big two-year deal. And, unfortunately, six starts, uh, 254 yards, uh, averaging 5.3 rather than 15.9. It's, it's a massive drop-off. And you can see why they've decided to sort of cut bait on this one. It, it just hasn't worked out. Uh, I think there was serious, con- not concerns, serious decisions to be made about getting rid of Josh Jacobs because of his injury record and the fact that they're going to have to pay him at some point. Um, and I think they decided to stick rather than twist. Yeah. And they're going to they're going to go with it from here and see. <laughs> we joked last week, but the ro- the return to uh, focus of prominence. Amir Abdullah, yeah, yeah. prominence it means that Kenyon Drake isn't required because Abdullah does the same job and is what a tenth of the money probably. Yeah, and that's a league minimum. Yeah, exactly. So, why would you not? Don't forget, uh, and you know, I think I've got the Raiders to cover later in the previews. Josh McDaniels has had James White for seven years at the Patriots, and Amir Abdullah is going to get that role. It was going to be between him and Drake, and they've decided, well, we can go down the cheap route for this because they've also got to recoup some salary cap space because you know, wide receivers they've had well, to as, play as well as a catching back. You don't want to pay them a lot of money because that all they're going to do. Is play four games and get smashed because that's what that happens. I, I uh, yeah, I'm just looking up Amir Abdullah. You, what you're looking up Amir Abdullah's contract? One million. One million. Oh, yeah. So there you go. A tenth. Uh, this is the thing. Less than a tenth. It's it's sensible. It's sensible uh, football. Yeah. It's which it's, is odd coming from the Raiders. Well, it's it's because Gruden's gone. That's why. Um. Let's talk about something that may or may not be sensible football. Lamar has finally had some contract talks with the Ravens. Ravens apparently offering a deal bigger than Deshaun Watson, but not fully guaranteed. And Lamar is holding out, saying, I think I'm worth all of the money. Now, you look at what Watson and Kyler Murray, who've set the market in the offseason with their deals, neither of them has been on a playoff run, which Lamar has three. MVP. An MVP. Uh, not coming off the best season, though, is he? He's not coming off the best coming season, but the whole, the whole team has come off a bad season. Like, they went through six running backs 
and his own injury. He was replaced by two other I'm guys. I'm not sure anyone should get $250 million guaranteed. No, of course not. But the market is set where it is. Do you really think the Ravens are going to let him walk away? No, they'll come to an agreement. I don't think they'll, they'll get it all guaranteed. I think there'll be a small percentage that isn't. I don't think he'd want to walk. He'd want to walk away from the Ravens. That's a team built for him. It is, but money talks. Money talks, and he knows it. He'll just end up franchise tag, franchise tag, franchise tag. He'll get his money, and that's it'll be to the detriment of the club if it's done that way. So it is, but but as well, I I understand. You know, if your bargaining agreement is, you know, I am worth because he he has playoff runs to say he has he's got an MVP. He's not sexually assaulted thirty women that we know of. He's over six foot tall, you know. <laughs> and as I say, the whole team is set up for him, you know. As well, like this summer, they got rid of his number one uh, wide receiver. Hey, uh, I'm going to be reviewing this in a minute. But it's you not know, out of my division. But yeah, no, I think. Um, Anyone anyone I, think that this time next season we're not talking about him leading the Ravens on a new contract? Oh, no, it'll get sorted. New yeah. contract, yeah. not it'll, franchise tag. It'll be like, no, he'll get the contract. It'll be like the Kyler Murray thing. It'll be a bit of consternation, then of course he'll get the contract. I don't think there'd even be that much consternation. They're no, nearly there. They're nearly He's there. conducting the talks himself with his mum as his backup. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, I like. well, what was the problem with Kyler? It was a, he was being led by an, agent. The, by an agent who gave him the wrong advice. Yeah. At least, I know, you know... Your mum as an agent might not be the best, but I, I my mum would be a terrible agent. I, I love your mum as an agent. Really, she, she's so mean. I get so <laughs> much money, but she's not mean anymore. She's really mellowed. This is coming from our mum, who I take to buy cars with me because she gets me extra stuff. Yeah, true. But um, <laughs> how old are you again? Old enough to not try to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about someone who could have probably benefited from some advice from my mum. Uh, we have to talk about the Deshaun Watson saga. Do we? I'm afraid we do. Uh, for two reasons. Firstly, Quickly, we, it's yeah, news. Firstly, because it's news and it's happened. And secondly, because everyone wants this to go away. And it shouldn't fucking go away. No, it should the be. The guy should be talked about in the disgraceful terms that he deserves to be talked about all season. Because the NFL want to bury him. No, no, no. Forever. Yeah. And, and we shouldn't allow it Because be he's buried. shown no contrition. Like, that's the thing. The thing, I, I would imagine... Opposition fans are never going to let him forget this. You'd like to think that they'd be as funny as football fans are here You'd, with some of their chanting. I'd imagine if he, had, he ends up having a, a, a trip to Philly. You Pittsburgh know. fans, uh, on a bender, Watson is a sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's but, gonna be, allegedly. It's going to be harsh like the Kurt Zuma chants the other week when he was rolling around <laughs> on the floor yeah, and they yeah. were singing That's How Your Cat Felt, which I thought was amazing. Let, a, let's start at the beginning with this. So the league have agreed with Deshaun Watson's representatives that it will be an 11-game suspension and a $5 million fine to be donated to a charity for refuges for women victims of assaults and things. I don't know how that wording is. Uh, and he also has to uh, take part in a programme to address his behavioural issues. Now, all that's well and good. It's a disappointing number for those of us, including the NFL, who thought it should be a year. However, I'd said I thought it was going to end up being 12 games because it was always going to be a negotiation. And there is a reason why it's 11 games. It's 11 games because that way he can still play enough games for his contract to toll and he gets all his money starting next year. So oh. he comes back week 12 or week 13, whenever their bye week 12. is, right? 
And who does he face? Texans. He faces the Texans. This could week not, 13, so week yeah, 13, yeah. Yeah. This could not be a worse look for the league if they tried. No. What were they doing? If it was that important that the contract had to toll, give him a 10-game suspension, double the fine, he would have taken that and don't have him making his comeback against the Texans. It's, a, it's an appalling look. Don't forget the Texans were complicit in this. They've yeah. paid off a load of people and made them sign waivers to not disclose stuff. This is an awful look for everyone. I'm not angry at the length of the suspension or the fine, even though I don't think either are big enough. I just, I'm angry at the fact that the NFL, with all the power it actually does have, basically didn't want to drag this fight out because it's bad for PR. And that really winds me up. It's just, it's just not on. We just sweep things under the carpet and it's not okay. It, it, the only thing I could compare it to at the moment that's relevant to us sitting in this room is we're all sitting here thinking... How am I going to fuel my house this year while our government are all on holiday not doing anything because no one's in charge anymore? It's the same thing. They just want that to sort of, well, we'll come back and deal with it eventually. But for now, just forget about it because we're not there. And this is a similar thing. Well, you know, we've sort of dealt with that. So can you just forget about it and look at how great the football's going to be this season? Yeah. He should never be allowed to forget this, ever. And neither should the Browns because they've made this worse. That's the fact. They yeah. haven't insisted that he apologise. Paul said this to us before we started because he can't apologise because there's still an outstanding case. And so he can't really apologise. He sort of said, sorry for all the distress that's been caused and then immediately said, I stand by my innocence. That's not an apology. That's no contrition. That is a man saying, I think I've said just enough to uh, sidle away with this and thanks, I'll get my money next year. Part, part of the conditions of his return is he has to go to like... Um therapy but like a behavioral specialist and their 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 report will determine whether he can come back and i would like it if the, the person could nah, he's, he's 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 learned nothing he can't play you so, know they're not going to so do that. Oh, he's not really there. rich person gets a little bit punished but not too harshly by other really rich people shocker like i said this like, weeks ago. I'm, like the thing is the reason why you get bored of it is not because we shouldn't be talking about what's wrong about what's happened is because it's just so predictable and because it's so predictable like you just lose interest in having to talk about it constantly because it's just a drain on your own frustration that this is the way that the world still works so you know yeah you can talk about it yeah you know our listeners can be in agreement with him with us that he's a complete bellend but you know at the end of the day you know, that is how the world works. Yeah, miserable, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Should we take a break? No, there's one or two <laughs> more things <laughs> that I want to dive into. One, uh, you, you mentioned Four. it here in terms of, not that we have a running order of any type. Yeah, not at all. I want to get the opinion of you three on um, the Bengals hit on, the Thaddeus Moss hit on Thibodeau. Okay, so now this I hadn't brought up only because I hadn't seen it. So I cannot... It, I have, obviously... It's a legal hit. My God, it looks awful. How, looks how long is Thibodeau out for? Is it just for training camps? So he's going to miss the first game. It's, it's an MCL sprain. Right. But literally, it's a, it's a it's a cut block. So... It doesn't look great. Paul's just shown it to me. It here. looks horrid. But it's not illegal. But it's not illegal. And D- Brian Dable has said... I can't moan because I tell my tight ends to do the exact same thing. 
Uh, well, that's but good. That's good, honest coaching. It's honest coaching. Fair enough. It's and unfortunate. It's, it's legal in the rules, and the rules aren't going to change because they're already taking away the physicality of line play. They aren't going to... Remo- unless, it's, unless it's to the head, they aren't going to change it. And we're just going to see... Hope you can more, more, and knee, more and more knee sprains because of it, but it's it's a bad look. But it's legal; we have to live with it. Paul, what was your opinion on it? That's our one. That's our one of our top ten draft picks. I don't want anything to happen to him. I also think some of the reaction about it, like Rich Eisen was like, "Ban him, fine him, blah blah blah." Well, that's too much. Like, of course, it I find it's, it very interesting that it's a lot of. Players coming out saying this is terrible. Oh, really? Yeah. I think the thing is, though, they've had lots of... Um, over the last few years, lots of rugby coaches have gone over and worked with the NFL teams to get them to tackle better. Well, tackling better in rugby means tackle low because you can't run without your legs. Yeah, and these are big guys. Yeah. Take the legs away, they can't run. So... You're going to get that as a player. You're going to get that, yeah, because... It's the trade-off taught. for no concussions or fewer concussions. You, you can't have it all, can you? You've got to take them... You've got to hit them somewhere. It is, but... Where do you want to hit them? In the belly? Like, Kicking the balls. I would, I would. You can only hit them <laughs> in this red belly area they've all got to wear or something. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I love that idea. I'd watch Just that. in the belly. <laughs> They're all just belly bumping across the pitch. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it, it seems... Especially overtly physical for a pre-season game. I think well. that's the bigger thing. It's an... There's, there's, there's one thing that I saw that I didn't think about. Why the fuck are we playing our starters in preseason like this? Well, rookie, the Bengals weren't. Rookies need reps. This is why. But it, teams do play them. Thibodeau is raw as well. Like, he needs... Mm. Well, at least he's injured now rather than in week one. Yeah. Give it till week four when he's back. Like, and then he like This is the again. NFL. This yeah. is what he's going to have to face. He needs to get his body ready and his mind ready for this. He's going to have setbacks. He's going to get injured. He's stop being a little pussy and get on with it. Okay, last couple of things <laughs> before the break. I remember that when uh, Nick Bose is injured. <laughs> still nothing uh, buzz-wise regarding Beckham. Anyone no. got an opinion on where they think he's going to end up? He's got, he's got to end up at the Rams, hasn't he? Has he? I don't no, know. I'd Alan Robinson's kid. taken his spot. I would... He's, he's in the perfect position. He can now just he wait. Can choose. He can he wait. win the Super Bowl. Look Bills there, sit there for seven weeks and go. They might win the Super Bowl. Do you know I'll what? I'll go there for a decent Bills. Deal. He should go to the Bills. They're screaming out for another receiver to. Well, I've also got another team uh, that I will be previewing later that I will mention uh, when we get to it. But I, I think he's basically, like you say, going to get to pick and choose. Yeah, the Chiefs, Thank Colts, you. or yeah, you know, a, you know. But, uh, but a potential winner. Gary's basically blown. Yeah. It, but but the Chiefs. Uh, Sorry, okay, no, no, that's fine. And finally, then uh, Akib Talib has stepped away from his uh, role with Amazon after... <laughs> In he the was... football non-surprise of the week. <laughs> yeah, after his brother shot and killed a man at a football practice that he was, was at. That? Yeah. Um, obviously, this is a, a, a minimum, an unfortunate situation. Uh, and as ever, over here, we don't understand the flagrant carrying and use of guns. But... It... I mean, I've even I've seen the footage. It's just a scuffle. The, the family are calling for Keebsleeb to be arrested because apparently they are claiming he threw the first punch in this whole situation, and they're saying that he obviously he instigated instigated the whole thing. So obviously, it's moved away from it being mm. just his brother, and he was there to now you know 
a man who's you know not known for starting fights, you know, potentially being the. <laughs> This is the problem. Whether he threw the first punch or not, I don't know. But the point is, you're prepared to believe it because of who he is. It's a shame. Uh, but, you know, one, one someone died. Someone died. Uh, and for, it's a shame for us on a Thursday because I actually quite like Akib Talib. I think he brings a sense of... Um, uh, he's, a, he's a pundit who actually enjoys watching the game compared to... Yeah, everyone yeah. else, even like Romo now. It's an energy, isn't it? It's an energy. Whereas everyone else, it's like you can tell they're just reading lines off a script. Yeah, fair enough. That'll do for us for the first half. We'll be back with the AFC preview in part two. Welcome back and strap yourself in because somebody at the table didn't read their notes properly <laughs> and may or may not have done all the research that's required for this segment. I'm not even having this defamation. I've rechecked the messages and I got told I could do it however I saw fit. But you did have a specific division that you were allotted. I may have got the division right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you know, east and west, yin and yang, doesn't mean shit. They might be playing, I don't know. <laughs> right, uh, so we're going to take our whistle-stop tour of the AFC. We've divided the conference up. Paul has the north, John has the south, Gary has the east, and I, because Jim isn't here to grace us with his knowledge, have the west, four minutes per team, four teams per conference, John is going to attempt to keep things tight with some timings on this. We'll see uh, if he's actually paying attention. Um, there, is, <laughs> there is one timeout per division for extended discussion that anyone may throw in. If you feel somebody's talking out of their ass and you want to jump in and correct them, feel free. Equally, you might not want to jump in at all if you think it's all still very dull. Who knows? We shall see where we get to. Paul, you are first on the clock. Talk to us, please, about the greatness of the AFC North. I was really pleased to get this division because it's a competitive division. The Certainly. teams were very close last year. There wasn't massive, there wasn't one outlier either way in the division. And I'm going to start with the Bengals as a team I go through. So, I mean, look, let's face it, nobody expected this team to get to the Super Bowl. We all thought Zach Taylor was going to get the chop, and I'm actually quite pleased I was wrong because they were a joy to watch in the postseason last year. Yeah. So. Joe Burrow finally got the chance to prove himself. So after the first kind of get drafted in the COVID year, getting injured, actually coming in, settling down, having Jamar Chase, that connection proved, dare I say the word elite. You dare say the word elite. So Jamar Chase, rookie season, will go down in the annals of history. In the what? Annals of of history. Just checking. Um. This is a team that's trending in the right direction. And in the entire time I've been a fan of football and a fan of the NFL, players are wanting to go to Cincinnati. And that feels kind of that feels that feels interesting. So in terms of some of the positives for them, you've got the acquisitions. The O line has got infinitely better. So Ted Karras coming in from the Pat at Centre, that's a decent acquisition. Lael Collins coming in from the Cowboys. Improve an O-line that needed improving. Sure. Biggest weakness, really. Absolutely. So that's now a much better area. I think you've also... They lost CJ Azoma, but they brought in Hayden Hurst. It's like for like for me. Exactly, yeah. In terms of not necessarily massive in yards, not one of these like Waller, Kittle, Kels types, but solid and what that team needs. Um. So yeah, I, I, I actually wrote great like for like replacement. I also think some of the players they've retained because if it, one of the, some of the other teams you've seen who've got to the Super Bowl and kind of imploded afterwards, Falcons, 
Um, they lost big pieces straight away. So BJ Hill and Jesse Bates being retained are massive. I used to go to BJ Hill when I was at school. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting. <laughs> no, I didn't know you were going to be there, to be fair. And these are players that came up big for them. So, and you know, not many players have left. So, no, they've they've done uh, well for retention purposes. Big Jesse, big BJ. That's what this team needed. <laughs> and I think if we look in terms of kind of the negatives of the, the maturity team, bar is low today. Yeah, but the, the kind of the biggest negative I have for them is they're competent. Teams know they're competent now. This isn't a bad team. This is a team that. People will now create defense based on stopping this Borough Chase connection. This is, they have tape. And also, in terms of a mentality, they don't have that underdog spirit of, you know, let's keep things going. They should be aiming to be one of the best teams. They should be aiming deep in the playoffs again. And it's a disappointment if they don't get there. I know that seems kind of a weird negative. The negative is they're good, but. Expectation, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, this is Cincinnati that, again, the entire time I've been a fan of the NFL, and I'm, I watched Eli win his first Super Bowl against the Patriots as my first NFL game. The Bengals haven't been that great the entire time. It's fair to say. <laughs> so, I marked down the key player. So, the key player for me is Joe Burrow. This team revolves around him. Is it Joe Burrow or Joe's, Joe Burrow's knee therapist? <laughs> They've made acquisitions to suit him, and there's an ex- and you know that thing I said about the expectation that hasn't been there before. Number one overall draft pick should have a level of expectation, but everything I have seen shows they should be. There's an expectation on him. Um, the only other thing I had was just a rookie to watch for each team. Believe me, the level of analysis goes down deeply team by team. So if I go slightly <laughs> on this one, <laughs> it is basically and there's the Steelers. <laughs> So, the, when I, the rookie I got to watch is Cam Taylor-Britt, which was a cornerback they got in the third round. They don't have the greatest cornerback room. He'll be getting reps early in rotation with Eli Apple. Teams will target him, and he could be under pressure right away. So, I think he's the rookie to watch, because that's sink or swim straight away from a third-round cornerback could be interesting. So, that's the Bengals. Nobody time-outed me, so I think I did all right. Yeah, I'd say so. No problem. So the Browns. Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) So last year was disappointing. Kevin Stefanski was coach of the year going into last season. Yep. They got to the playoffs for the first time ever. Um, The media circus that comes with Baker has been replaced with... They showed the adage of there's no such thing as bad press is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But this is a strong roster in a busy division. So they're a really interesting team. So looking at the positives, the defence, which is incredible in this team, has been kept together. So it's one of the best defensive fronts in the league. They've got Clowney back, and Clowney and Garrett are terrifying as a twosome. You've also got great young cornerbacks. You've got Denzel Ward. You've got Greedy Williams, which is still the best name for a football player of all time, apart from DeColdis Crawford. <laughs> who is advertising air conditioning I'll show you the video afterwards <laughs> seriously um, so th- this defence is phenomenal um, Amari Cooper coming in any other year would be huge news 
Exactly. Except he had a shit year last year. But he's still a top quality wideout. And he'll have to be, because he's all they have there. So him his him is a positive. Um and also a negative. The other negatives I've got are <laughs> the, quarter, the quarterback position might be a bit ominous for them this season. No faith in Jacoby Brissett? Has anyone ever? Mm, yeah, I mean, look, he can he, he can get you three or four wins from your uh, ten games he's going to be. It's possible, is what I'm saying. They don't have a particularly tricky schedule. You could see Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen is the current number two. Yeah. And he is number two. Exactly. Um, so those are the negatives. I think the key player for me is Amari Cooper. He needs a big season. I would question, can he be a, a standout player for them with Jacoby Brissett and Josh Rosen? Like, is he able to contribute? Jacoby Brissett could be. Really? Jacoby Brissett isn't a... He's mark. a run-first quarterback. Yeah, but he, 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 He's done fine at... at, at, at Worse clubs than the Browns. Yeah, he's a good placeholder. And Amari yeah. Cooper was uh, pretty yeah. bad Raiders for a while. Yeah, that's true. So, I think the rookie I've got to watch for them is David Bell, who's a wide out they got in the third round from Purdue. He got great stats in college, but based on the squad depth they have, he could come in and have to make an impact straight away. Mm-hmm. So, he'll be one to watch for me. Um. I managed to say I managed to go through it without saying the word Watson once, which I was quite Ding. pleased with. <laughs> so the Ravens. So for me, the summary is you've got. Well, thank God for the coaching and the structure within that place of good management, because the biggest enemy last year was the treatment table. Yeah, it was unfortunate last year. Can't have a season that bad luck again, surely. But they got a near five hundred record with an injured quarterback, no running backs at all. That's impressive. Um, you'd expect a bigger season from them this year with the strength of roster. And they also drafted really well, I thought. I thought they did really well there. So the positives are, I mean, taking away actually having a former MVP fit at quarterback. This is a fucking mean defence. So you've got young high draft picks, Patrick Queen, Carl Hamilton. And then you've got some established vets. Carl Fuller, Marlon Humphrey, Justin Houston, Marcus Peters. When I was having a look at the roster, this is one of the best cornerback rooms in the league by far. Phenomenal. So, a mean defence and they'll need it. The weakness and the negative for me is you actually need people to catch the ball, right? You certainly find it's easier game. In a standard NFL team, yes. But that is a weak, weak wideout. Without doing any research, name a wide out there. Rashad Bateman. Okay, name another. <laughs> I would no, I couldn't. I'll, 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 I'll wait. wait. I mean, if I think, is Slade Bolden there? <laughs> I can make up names too. Oh, he's there. I can see him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's weak, but their main playmaker is... Not a wide out, is he? He's a tight end. Tight end, yeah, but Andrews. I know Hollywood Brown gets his knocks, but he had a good season last year. Um, the, who you mentioned there for me is their key player, Mark Andrews. If he gets injured, their offense is screwed because he is their offense alongside Lamar. He is 
the safety valve for Lamar he sorely needs. Yeah. Um, the rookie to watch for me is Tyler Linderbaum, their centre. They needed a centre. So for a rookie centre to come into a team and get, in, get rep straight away with a quarterback who is who plays jazz like Lamar does, it's going to be really interesting watching that centre. So uh, that's where I got with the, with the Ravens. They've all, uh, I was going to quickly say, they also got Daniel Falale, who is the uh, probably the biggest man in the league. He's six foot seven and 380 pounds. He's a monster of a man. He's a Aussie tackle. Um, so, yeah, um, looks a bit more... He would be a bit more, but it could be a lot of fun. I would also point out that today the uh, Ravens have made a massive wide receiver signing. Demarcus Robinson from uh, from the Raiders there. Released by the Raiders and picked up immediately by the Ravens. Massive in terms of number of letters in his name. <laughs> Scrabble. <laughs> you get a triple word score, you're laughing. Um, I then have the Steelers. So the Steelers for me are a team that... The first time it actually feels like they've... They're properly in transition. Is that because you've only ever watched it like I have when they've been set at quarterback and coach? Yeah. Just so they've had two thousand and four, haven't they? So um I think to be competitive in a division like this is testament to Mike Tomlin's great coaching, the team behind him. They've always had a good structure there. Um but I think this the transition to a new way of working, will it be too much? That's that's my worry with them. So, the positives are they've they've made some stunning acquisitions on defense. So you've got Miles Jack coming in from the Jags. You've got Larry Ogunjobi coming in from the Bengals. You've got Carl Joseph coming in from various places. Uh, <laughs> but you've also got established stars like Minka Fitzpatrick, T.J. Watt. They are a mean, mean defense. Uh, I think also the positives for me is seeing the reactions Kenny Pickett so far. He's looking positive, and also the fans seem to be right behind him, which you would be if he was a college in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, but, you know, doing well in a city and environment he knows well, with fans that love him, that could that could be fun to watch. He's already one of the favourites for offensive rookie of the year. He is. Alongside, the rookie I'd say to watch is George Pickens. Mm. Now, injury affected him in college, but he was playing on a fantastic Georgia team. He won the college championship, but that was a stacked Georgia team and he could really stand out because Pittsburgh always know how to drive uh, draft wideouts well. I think the negatives for me with the Pittsburgh Steelers is you need an O-line, don't you? I know that Trubisky's been brought in to be more mobile. Thank God he has because they haven't got anybody on the O-line. They've got uh, some okay guards. This is a this is the worst Pittsburgh O-line I've seen in a while. Since Villanueva left, they've really struggled to build a consistent O-line. That for, for years, they had uh, De Castro, Villanueva, and then everyone else was built around that uh, Pouncey at yep. centre. And and now it's it's sliding around. They, they, as many teams do, they've struggled in transition on the O-line because it's not just about one player plugging in like you can at wide receiver. You can't upgrade immediately. You've got to get the whole line working as a group. And it's it's odd that so many teams struggle with it so badly. And I think Steelers could struggle with this. It's good they've got mobile, they've got mobility at quarterback and, you know, the shadow of Big Ben is finally lifted. But they're going to be a fun team to watch. Now... I was asked to rank the division, wasn't I? Yes. Yeah, you've got to rank them off, yeah. 
<laughs> Luckily, I'm quite skilled at that. <laughs> <laughs> so, off the top of my head, and I didn't put any planning into this, I wanted to go with gut feeling. Uh-huh. Well, that's I, bad for you usually, but go on. <laughs> I've got sound bites and everything for that. <laughs> um, so, I'm going to say the Bengals will win the division. Shock. I'd say that you then get... It should be... Hmm. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Bengals, Ravens, Brown Steelers. Oh, really? Can I put, can I put my two cents in? Yeah. I'm going to go Ravens, Steelers, Bengals, Browns. I think the, the Browns will finish last. Yeah. I think the rest of it's pretty open. The rest of it, I, reckon, I, I reckon it's a really exciting... I think they could all... Apart from the Browns, I think they could all be winning records because they were pretty knocked up teams last year and like the, the Ravens were one win away I have a, a question for you Paul um, do you think that despite his problems over the last couple of years the loss of Ben Roethlisberger is the biggest challenge faced by Mike Tomlin in his tenure in Pittsburgh no it's the O-line okay it's the, it's the O-line supporting it because Ben was Ben was good but he had a class O-line in front of him. They're, 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 that offense is going to have a challenge and they're going to need to get the ball out quickly. They did have a year without Ben. Yes. Through injury and they finished with a... They made the playoffs, didn't they? Uh, I think they didn't they finish, oh, no, finish with they a winning missed, record. They finished with a winning record but missed the playoffs. Yes. Rudolph the red-faced quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, that was him. Um, okay, well... So you want to know what's going to pick Paul's pocket? Yeah, I want to know what, you, what bet you're throwing out to us. Right, what I'm going to go for, and bear in mind the amount of bets I'm going to make, I ain't going to put a five on each one. You ruin me. There's an energy crisis coming, for God's sake. Can I start with a pound? <laughs> you can start with a pound. That's fine. The Bengals are going to win at least 12 games. Ooh, at least 12. So, at least 12. So you're setting it really at over 12. You want to go 12 and a half? If the Bengals, I, I'd like... The line is 12 and a half. They're going to win 12 games or more. 12 games or more. So the line is 12. The line is 12. I, I, I'll i take that bet. Accord. <laughs> Accord. Gary? Does that mean silence is bad? In the um, no, I don't think they'll win 12 games. I'll take that bet. You can win, try and win some of your money back. I, uh... Not in that division. I think they are due for regression. I don't think they win more than 10 games this season. Accord. <laughs> Paul's, um, like Jim will definitely take that bet so that's, yeah. another, that's another four pounds you've lost I, I'll message him whilst we go through the next division yeah okay well the next and I also need to keep track of these you do I? you better, better be so right p- picking Paul's pocket do you want one for each division uh, everybody's going to throw one out so we're all going to throw them at you now as we get to our divisions and you can decide whether or not you're taking us and everyone else up on these bets okay I, I see Gary didn't read that either <laughs> Right, uh, John, over to you. You uh, you drew out of the hat the AFC South, and you were pleased with the AFC South. You said, this is this is what I was hoping for. It's what I wanted. It's a delight. Why is that? Because I love misery. <laughs> <laughs> and man, this has been miserable. Um, so I'm going to start with the Titans, because they won it last year. Um basically the only team in this division that didn't disappoint um, within reason. They, it's bizarre to think that actually without a lot of... Pl- you know, they didn't have 
a great um, wide receiver room. They had AJ Brown. You know, they had such bad injury issues. They still were the, the number one seed in the AFC. People seem to have forgotten that. Yeah. Um, I, I do think they're in for regression because I think just other teams have got better. You know, I think that, that there's going to be regression to I think the a lot of the talk at the moment is about Tannehill. I still think the tales of the end of Tannehill are overrated. That's think- a terrible book. <laughs> the tales of the end of Tannehill. Well, yeah, it, but I mean, he had a, he had a really bad uh, the, the playoff game. The playoff game started and ended badly. Terrible interceptions, first and last passes of the game. Yeah, exactly, but uh, but the rest of it was not his fault. Not his fault. It's all going to depend. I still think on Henry. He's back from his injury. Um, because the wideout room is still not good enough. They've got rid of AJ. AJ Brown's gone to Philadelphia, and they've replaced him with Traylon Burks and Robert Woods. We're, you know, I think we've gone out over previous years. Robert Woods is a talented receiver. I think it's an upgrade. I think Robert Woods is an upgrade. I think, well, especially a hungry Robert. I Woods. I don't know if it's an upgrade, but Traylon Burks and Robert Woods over AJ Brown and Julio. I think Julio you, was nothing. Last Julio, year. exactly. Yeah, I think the, the what, what worries me is Traylon Burks, but um, Robert Woods. I think should be so great. You know, Robert Woods is the combination of the two players you're saying they just replaced. He, yeah. he is good enough to replace both of their production, but he's coming off an ACL. This is the that's the. Are you suggesting Robert Woods is better than AJ Brown? I'm suggesting in this team. Sorry, I'm going to have to call a timeout on you because that is utter bullshit. I'm suggesting in this team with uh, no. the other weapons they've got, I think Robert Woods could have a massive season. Better than AJ Brown and Julio put together. <laughs> last is, last is, year's last year's Julio. Last year's Julio plus AJ Brown. Yeah, you think I, Robert I, Woods? I think Robert Woods coming off an injury is better than AJ Brown. I think is this Griff's mad bet? No, it's like not. That is... I, I think in this team this season, if the Titans are going to be successful, I think Robert Woods has got to have fifteen hundred yards. I was literally busy doing my research, and when you said that, I had to get involved. I like it. It's just crazy. Like AJ Brown is in most people's top ten wide receivers. Robert Woods is a very good wide receiver. And he should be a wide receiver one and hasn't always been that in his career. Yeah. But he's also a very good blocking wide receiver as well. Let's, let's say... There's no way he's as good as AJ Brown. Let's say AJ Brown is the number eight, nine or ten wide receiver in the league. Are you telling me Robert Woods is less than 13, 14, 15? 20. See, I don't think so. I think if he'd have been fit last year, think if he'd have been amazing. I don't agree. Two years ago... When you start we, listening, Debo, Cup... Jamar Chase. Well, two years ago, Devonte Adams. You just keep going and going and going. I'm sorry, like wouldn't have started with Debo. Um, but Debo's not. He's better. not an out and out wide receiver. He's not it? better than Woods. He's he will get more yards and touchdowns because he does everything. Jefferson. Yeah, I, I think well, Robert I Woods is. Going, I think Robert Woods is as good as a lot of these players. No, I'd say two years ago we weren't sure who was the star Woods in Cup. in at the Rams Woods and Cup. It happened that Cup exploded. But Didn't part- just get full. It exploded. But uh, but a lot of that is because Woods wasn't Woods, available. Woods wasn't available. And, you know, but the thing is with this team, 
the struggles in the offense, I don't think the is really going to be the downside of this team. It's all about how they're going to stop the other teams from scoring, and the defense is still going to be great. I mean, you know, it's just full of stars. They were great, um, and they, you know, they all pound it in with Derek Henry, and if he's not there, they'll, you know. <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to make Griff smile, um, but. You know, it, it it will be fine. It, I'm sure that I think there's still going to be um, uh, a decent season, just not as good as last year. But I think that's possibly due to the the return to the mean of some other teams, such as the Ravens and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, it's tennis. The Tennessee Titans, fine. You know, that's pretty much what we can say. Colts really disappointed last year. Um, Disappointed, but were you surprised? Not at all. Thank you. So, the main question coming out of the end of last season was how much of it was on Wentz, and uh, basically he's the fall guy. Whether you believe it was all, uh, but Matt Ryan is an upgrade on Carson Huge Wentz. Huge upgrade. You know, uh, how many games did the Falcons win last year? Six. Six games they won. Yeah. They were utterly dross. Oh, we saw them, they were dross. Matt Ryan played out of his skin. I know it was the first time he hadn't gone 4,000 yards in a season. Or, yeah, 4,000 yards in a season. Yeah. It wasn't far off. On a terrible, terrible well, He only team. had Carl Pitts and Cordell Patterson. He made Cordell Patterson a star. That's how good he is. True. Um, and this year he's got Jonathan Taylor coming off his breakout year. Uh... Pittman Jr. Oh, I don't want to know. Um, Pittman Jr. is... what We're going to see if Pittman Jr. is as good... He as, is as good. Is as good as people say he's he is. He's almost as good as Robert Woods. Let's not go that far. <laughs> Paris Campbell... Is not as good. He's not as good, but he has shown promise with... I mean, some ropey quarterbacks, you know. What do you think about Michael Pittman? Michael Pittman has a lot of potential. I'm yet to see him as a wide receiver one. Very, very talented but player. he has had Wentz and an uh, older's bones, Philip Rivers. And, I, you know, with Matt Ryan, it's the first time he's had a competent quarterback. Um, so, with that, it, as well, you've got, um, you know, Kikikuti there to, uh, to add to... Draft now, legend. Um no, um, Alec Pierce, the their first pick, uh, a wide receiver. You know, if he should be able to complement that wide receiver room, uh, and suddenly the Colts will be able to throw the ball as well as just pound it down the middle with Jer- Jonathan Taylor. Um, we should also mention Jelani Woods. Yes, we uh, should. Oh man, uh, to add to their tight end room. Did you uh, pull your research together? No. He knows what the people want to hear. On defence, they've added um, Stephen Gilmore, who is going to start the season injured. Shaquille Leonard, of course, is starting the season injured. But there's enough there for them to get through that time. And, you know, the, I, this, this is my pick for winning the division, uh, the Colts, because the defence should be good enough. They, they flattered, quite frankly, um, 
they flattered to deceive at the end of the season. Like, but the only thing that worries me is the defensive coordinator has obviously gone on to become um, the head of disappointment <laughs> uh, in, in, in Chicago. And they've replaced him with Gus Bradley. I know, but he's actually a very good defensive coordinator. He's just a terrible head coach. So, yeah. Um, quickly, I can't jump in with a timeout because Gary already did that earlier in this division to laugh at me, which is fine. Do you think if they don't finish in the playoffs, Frank Reich is in yeah, trouble? Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. Anyone else? No, I agree with you. It'd be the end of the three-year Reich. They, they, they brought his guy in for quarterback and they failed. If they fail this year, there's, there's very little more they can do. Fair enough. It's um, the, the Reich experiment has failed. Um, Again. Uh, Texans. Should we move on? Bizarrely, are the, yeah. who were third last year, got four wins. They'll be lucky to get there again. Not, and it's not that you know. You don't think Lovey Smith's got this going? Lovey Smith has a cursed appointment here, isn't it? it it's uh, the the guy before him, whose name uh, has suddenly David Cully. David Cully tells you how influential he was, but. To get four wins out of that dross, quite frankly, great. Well, he earned a contract that they didn't give him. Yeah, Lovey Smith. He, he, like he will add some. He hopefully will bring in some uh, more. You know, some defensive solidity again. They've got you know that's Derek Stingley Jr. He's an exciting um, uh, cornerback. You know, first pick in the draft. I mean, you know. Uh, it's hard to look for stars in this team. You know, Lonely Tunsil's still there. Because uh, it's hard um, to be a star when the quarterbacks you're protecting are not that good. Is that Davis Mills? No one expected anything from him. Quite frankly, uh, the thing that may be his downside this year is expectation because he's coming in now as number one. The, the number twos are Carl Allen and Jeff Driscoll, so nobody's. Um, but he did enough to earn another, you know, another season to prove he's NFL quality. And I mean, he wasn't the worst wide receiver uh, quarterback in that um, in that team as well. He still got Brandon Cooks. There's a thousand yard receiver, Brandon Cooks. And uh, you know, Chris Conley. Uh, fine, five hundred Ni- yard receiver. Nico Nico Collins. Um, you know. Is, uh, are, are they in a position to make use of all these weapons? Like, you've already said they'll be lucky to get to four wins. I think I think they can go better than that. I think they can go six. But <sighs> Davis Mills, like Paul was saying earlier, has now put some things on tape for people to see. No one knew Davis Mills. Yeah. Uh, is there a, a better chance of regression or progress for Davis Mills? It's probably going to be regression because he he does he can't just be he can't have another season of oh, who the fuck's this guy <laughs> like literally we know you know he's the starter that he has now expectation on him it's and it's a shame because he he, he it's sort of the mismanagement of the Texans has meant that, that this is upon him. Um, I really like Davis Mills. Yeah. I think he's going to be good this year. I mean, I, I hope so. You know. Um, uh, the running back room is brilliant if you're in 2019. 
uh, Rex Burkhead, Royce Freeman, Marlon Mack. <laughs> Damian Pierce is the is the rookie fourth rounder. He if has in, to shine. If you're in fantasy, might be worth a flyer. He has to shine. If he doesn't, they've got no run game this year. Yeah, I like Marlon Mack, but Marlon, Marlon Mack has been has shown talent in his past, but he's not shown it for two years. At the you know, um, but yeah, Jacksonville. Woo! Come on, be so positive new, about new that. head coach. Doug Peterson. Urban Meyer is now going to TV. I think he's... By the way, after all the crap we've had to deal with with he who should not be named in this offseason, doesn't Urban Meyer sound like a breath of fresh air? Yeah. All he got was a lap dance. Well, you know, he's... Um, he also hit some players. He kicked yeah, his kicker. he kicked his kicker, but really, the thing that got him sacked was, you know, lap dances. Not, he wasn't giving lap dances. No, he was fingering uh, women in a bar let, with his let, face on the wall. Let's not go... Let, let's talk about... Let's talk about Jacksonville this season rather than go yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry. So, Trevor Lawrence, I think he's due for a... <laughs> Do it into the mic, please, Paul. No, I don't... I think that... I, mean, I think they're one for a better year because it can't get fucking worse. Trevor Lawrence showed at the end of the last season that there is... A, there's the player that we... Not quite that we thought there was that there was going to be, but he was getting better. That you know he wasn't the sort of potential bust that he looked in week you know eight. Travis Etienne coming coming back is a big huge. One. Big one, you know that that running back with him and James Robinson. I don't say this often, but go and tra- pick him up in your fantasy. Travis Etienne's going to be massive this season. I oh, I did him. I got him in my work league. I was very happy with his pickup. Uh, there's a lot about the wide receiver. That, you know, they've had to pay quite a lot of money for some very average players. So Zay Jones and Christian Kirk have come in for a lot of money. I forgot about the Christian Kirk contract. They get like ten million, eleven million, or something, didn't they? I think he's on eighteen. Eighteen, no, more than million. That, yeah. 18 oh, million. Can we forget Zay Jones had a nude fight with his own brother, covered <laughs> in blood? Yes. Every time. <laughs> But, you don't let us forget, ever. But that should never be forgotten. But those two coming into a wide-out room with Marvin Jones, who he has his detractors He's because of fan- basically because of fantasy. He, he was at Lions for too long. He is a consistent wide receiver. He's just what Trevor Lawrence needed. He was also the leader in the locker room, basically, last year. He was the one that was based, started the getting Urban Meyer out. He threatened to walk out. Yeah. He's um, a red zone threat. He yeah. always has been. And LaVisca Cheneau was a night was a really cool, tricky player the year before, and then Urban Meyer seemingly forgot who he was. So uh, Evan England's come in to maybe show that there was a player there after all. I think it's good for him to get out of New York. Um, they paid a lot of money to Cam Robinson on the line, uh, but they have also brought in uh, Brandon Scherf, from the commanders at guard, that will help Lawrence. Um, Defence, Trayvon Walker, obviously, and Devin Lloyd from the draft, you know, hope can try and uh, bring back the days of Saxonville. I don't think they're that good. It's somewhere off that, I'm afraid. They're somewhere off that. Especially, the secondary is, um, quite frankly, not as good as those, as, as those days. But um, I, I think an up year, in my mind, it's 
Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans. Um, I think Colts and Titans make playoffs. I would have you right there. I think. I think. I think that's that's, that's a fair assessment. Just give us the crazy bet. Trevor Lawrence to get twenty more than twenty-two touchdowns. I don't know if that's that crazy this season. Not that crazy. Not crazy. Twenty-five. Oh no. Yeah, That's not crazy enough. Yeah, I think 30 is a more crazy number. Uh, give give me something left. 25. Field. How many did he get last year, touchdowns? 11? No, about 19, didn't he? Was it? Yeah, I'm sure he did, didn't he? I don't know. but I don't know, I'm just looking it up because I think if you think he got 19, I think you're a fucking idiot. I don't think he got, got like four in one game, didn't he? I don't know. But I would, if, if he only got 12. I'm oh, sorry. There you go. For 17 sorry. interceptions. Right. So, so you want him if he? Doubles, I want him to double his touchdowns. So you think he will definitely score twenty-five or 20, more? Twenty-five or more. I will take you at that. He does not score twenty-five or more because a lot of them are going to be pass, uh, going to be runs. Runs. Yeah. So I, I agree with John. I'm not taking that bet. Okay, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, by the way, Marvin Jones last season, eight hundred and thirty-two yards and four touchdowns. Not bad for a, a bit part yeah. player, effectively. That's and what you've seen. A now. third of his total. Well, this so. is the thing. Like, he's he's a massively underrated player. Yeah. Paul, are you taking the bet? I say he doesn't. So that's uh, you and I. Accord. And we'll uh, we'll uh, see what Jim, Jim says. Jim says he will. What score more than twenty five? He says he'll says he'll get twenty five. He also thinks the Bengals won't win twelve games. Yeah, Jim's with me so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Right. Uh, next up, then. Gary and his well-researched AFC East. How terrified do I look? You're pretty terrified. It's all right. We'll help out. This is fun. This somebody, fine. somebody misread the group text and thought he was doing the AFC West. I believe misread would be didn't it, read. Yeah. <laughs> I live in the past. Let's not talk about this. <laughs> um, no, we've just got to move forward. So obviously, um, this is one of our favourite divisions, which we talk about a lot. Um, having a Patriots fan on the podcast. Um, it's going to be fun this year. So we'll start with the Bills, where you should start in this division. Should. At the top. Um, and they look even better than they did last year. I think it's a really important year for the Bills, if I'm honest, because I think soon they're going to have to really start thinking about how their roster works moving forward. Because the Josh Allen contract will start to take more effect over the next couple of years. And it's going to start to, to cause them some issues with how they balance that roster. Because right now, I think it's clear to most people that it is the strongest roster in the NFL if you just look at every position. So when you look at what they've brought in this off-season as well, some really strong moves. So Von Miller will really help their defence with some dynamism. You know, that's a great signing, isn't it, to get... You saw the difference Absolutely. he made last yeah, season. yeah, of course. OJ Howard, so another um, outlet. He definitely hasn't done great, OJ Howard, the last couple of years. But it's all potential with OJ Howard. Just helps, and I think with what Josh Allen does with the ball again, it's just good for him to have two good very good as well. tight ends. That's what they want him for, and that will help with the O line. Um, they've also um, brought in a really clever backup quarterback in Case Keenum. <laughs> so uh, we always like to see Case Keenum back in the league, um, and probably they've probably gone and addressed probably the biggest issue in their. Their current kind of roster issues, which was literally running back. So in the draft, they took Cook, yep. um, who looks very, very good. Um, I think he'll probably become the lead back, actually. They need him to become the lead back, yeah. but don't have a lead back. And I think that's going to be really, really important. 
because if that team doesn't mature, they're going to be this you know perennial team that doesn't quite win the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden starts to lose pieces upon like, like pieces. Like they were in the early nineties, exactly like that. And we have to remember they still haven't made it to a Super Bowl yet, and the AFC is so tough. You've got to be at the top of your game to get there. So I think they're really set up well in this division, which is going to be a much tougher division this year. So their schedule is still quite kind to them as well this year, which is quite interesting. They've got quite a hard schedule in the first kind of six to seven weeks. But after that, they've played pretty much dross until week 17. <laughs> so they might struggle start of the season, but you're still looking at a really strong record. Um, so I think they've managed through the draft and through free agency to really go after the bits they needed. Bit of a risk around the O-line. So they've had a bit of a strategy where they just kind of, there's no stars. When you think about the O-line at the Bills, you don't kind of go, right, yeah, they've got, you know, Trent Williams. Or they, they haven't got anyone you go, wow. Like that, you know, Josh Allen's being protected because he moves around the pocket so well. He doesn't, he doesn't have to be. But what they have is loads of very average linemen. The problem with that is sometimes they're a slightly above average, mm. but what we saw last season was a lots of times and key times they became very below average, especially when you get into playoff football. Now, the, for me, the big issue for this Bills team is whether they can actually transition into a championship winning team rather than just a very great regular season team that struggles when they come up against those really tough defences. So I think that's going to be really important. This this could be the lowest graded O-line that he plays behind so far in yep. his career, yeah, yeah. which puts a lot of emphasis on, you know, on Josh Allen to do everything. Can Josh Allen get away with continually being a runner, or is it an injury waiting well, to happen? That, that's why James Cook needs to become this runner. If you've got James Cook and Singletree doing something, then all of a sudden you're okay. If it's all about Josh Allen and Singletree, and Singletree only turning up six games of the season then it's a problem. So that draft was that draft pick was very important and will be key. Um and I also liked their um their pick of Keir Elam as well, um, in the draft as well. So I think they've added really well with where their roster was at. There isn't really much more you can do with this Bills roster because it already looks to be superb. So there's not really a lot of holes, obvious holes on this roster that I can see. This, no. is, this is one of the best teams in the NFL. One of the best built rosters we've seen in the last five years. Yeah. So, I haven't really got much more to say. No, no, fair enough. Um, try and keep this. Carry on. So we can get to bed. Um, <laughs> not together. <What>, together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I think we should probably talk about my favourite subject next, which is the Patriots. Now, it's only my favourite subject because I think this year you're going to get worse. Now, there's a few reasons for this when you actually think about it and break it down. I love the way he's looking at me like I'm playing for him this yeah, year. Yeah. I'm no, coaching no. Well, the special no, teams. You know, it's part of you, isn't it? So you, you, know, you well, feel the pain the same way. I do, I do, yeah. So I think there's a few issues. So Josh McDaniels is obviously gone mm. and we know that Belichick isn't very positive in his mannerisms or thinkings or anything. So... Like the offense, we don't know who's coaching what. Still, do we? It's all just and kind Patricia of, and Joe Judge. We yeah. don't know. It seems to be Patricia. That so, towards. so it it seems a bit of a strange setup. You've got a, 
quarterback that's new in, and I'm guessing they'll tr- keep running the same old stuff, the same old stuff. But yeah, like they're going to just keep running the same stuff. They're dressing they? it up differently. They're trying to make it look different. But I think, but, you're but right. when you look, you know, I've been trying to look through, you know, during my research in the last fifteen minutes, yeah. um, like kind of the key players they've signed in the off season, and the only person I wrote down was Devonte Parker. Yeah, that was it. I couldn't find anyone else. Number they've one, re- WR two. They've received that. You know, they've signed on some other players, re-signed them, but they're very little. You've lost so much talent from your defense. It's clearly going to be the worst defense that, in terms of talent, that Belichick's ever had to work with. Yeah, I so agree. You, so you, you know, Mac Jones, we knew was the most NFL ready, didn't we? So yes. So you've lost McDaniel's. Mac Jones, we've probably seen him much closer to his ceiling than all the other rookies from last year. Without his offensive coordinator, you could see him move slightly backwards. Yeah, sure. You've lost James White. Mm. And you just kind of go, well, how is that going to all play out? So your defence isn't going to scare teams. Your offence looks a little bit disjointed without kind of really any idea of what it's going to do other than some dump-off throws to potentially... A running back. I'm not allowed to say dump off now, no. I wouldn't, no. It'll elicit a laugh if you do. I think it's just, you know, Damien Harris really came through, didn't he, last year? And he is going to be almost the most important Remind player. Remember Stevenson team. as well, the two of them together. If, if those two, they're going to have to carry Matt Jones. Yeah. Not carry, that sounds harsh, not carry, but I just don't see much at wide receiver. They have to take you the know, weight off him. It's, you know, Parker has just. Flattered to deceive year after year after year. And I don't know, you just don't seem to want to invest in the right places. I'm not sure what the direction of the team is right now. And I, they're the Patriots, and we keep saying they're the Patriots. But, you know, you went, you know, back to, what was it 10 and 7 last year? Yeah. So, you know, a really, it was an improvement. But you've also got one of the top five hardest schedules. So you and the Dolphins both sit in the top five hardest schedules yeah. this year. And in previous years, you've had some pretty easy yeah, schedules yeah. because your division has been yeah. not great. Now, that's changed as well. So before, you, you know, the Patriots, they had a guaranteed five yeah, divisional you, victories you every season. Ten wins without doubt, yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, just easy, wasn't it? It was, yeah. just, it was just easy because you get five from the division, Five against some easy easy spots on the on the schedule, and you haven't really got to do a lot to make the playoffs. And this year, I just don't see that being the case. I think the Dolphins are so close to where you are, and the work that they've done this off season is going to really put a lot of pressure. You could see three teams come out of this division, and that might be what saves you. But I think in the AFC, yeah, it's going to be tough. I don't think three teams come out of this division. Um, Ty- Tyquan Thornton getting injured at wide receiver. He was comfortably our quickest wide receiver, and I think that's a problem. The, the downfield play is going to struggle again. Um, though, yeah, I, that's, that's not really your play, is it? You know? No, but I think. But it would have been interesting to have one because I think yeah. they selected him knowing that Tyreek was going to be at the Dolphins. We needed a, a yeah. fast player down the field. We've got Aguilar, who is the, now the fastest player, but doesn't have the hands. Just doesn't have the hands. Yeah. And I think he was going to get cut. And and the only thing I think that keeps you kind of really close to the Dolphins is that consistency. Consistency of coaching, consistency of playbook, consistency of, you know, methodology, all this kind of stuff is all the stuff that's going to keep you in the game. But when you look at the roster, 
Like Belichick is going to have to work some some real magic this to season. Support roster. The, the the best that we can hope for out of the roster is that the two tight ends we signed this time last season suddenly show up and as the players they are. And then in flip of that, when you move on to the Dolphins, in flipper of that, yeah, in flipper of that, very nice. When you move on to the Dolphins, and I started writing down all the players that the Dolphins had signed, I got a little bit excited and. No, no, Clean no. up on aisle one, <laughs> but I tell you, if if they can get two are working, actually, they've added some ridiculously good players to that team, and some experience as well. Not just kind of oh they're promising or from the draft, like players that you can just plug in and go. Right, I'm I'm, I'm happy with that, you know. So you go through the list of what they've signed in the off season. Sunny Michelle. Melvin Ingram, Tyreek Hill, Teddy Bridgewater, Chase Edmonds, um, Williams, the guard, and Mostert. Like, every single one of those players... Was great three years ago. Well, no, they're not, though, are they? Chase Edmonds, yes, you know, actually... Was... We've, we've just described earlier this podcast that Chase Edmonds... Well, you, you, you were big on Chase Edmonds. I think Chase Edmonds is shit. But Chase Edmonds had a good season last year, didn't he? I think you're getting him mixed up with Kenyon Drake, who well, we, who we compared to Chase Edmonds. I, I mean, I get your point with this. The, the Dolphins have clearly but improved. Like the yeah, Dolphins, the when you've got massive. Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostart versus whatever they had last year. All right, all right. I'm throwing, I'm throwing in the timeout because it doesn't matter because Tua won't play the majority of the games. If they cannot get the best out of Tua, it will not matter. But... Their O-line has definitely improved as well. So okay. their O-line's improved. Tua is not going to be what makes or breaks this team. As long as he can get the ball eight yards to Tyreek Hill or round the corner to Sonny Michel, like you do not need Tua to be Okay, so why did, the Patriots, let, Murray. Why did the Patriots let Sonny Michel go? Fumbles or no, the ball? He gets, or, he gets injured and he's not a great blocker. Sneeze. Yeah. Okay, so there's that. Uh... Tyreek Hill, yeah, you're right. He makes a lot of yards after the catch, but not from eight-yard throws. You've still got to throw it 15 yards to get him open in the middle of the field. Tua can't do that. But the connection that they've seen so far... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, I'm not saying that the that they are kind of like crazy good, the Dolphins, but in terms of when you look at the division, how it's going to play out, right? So you're probably going to say the Bills are going to win, what, 11 games? Minimum. 11, 12 games. And then... I think both the Patriots and the Dolphins could both easily win eight eight or nine games. Yeah. Yeah, just over 500. But that's moved the Dolphins into contention for a wild card spot now. They went nine and eight last year, didn't they? Yeah. But they could, you know, but... No, no, I, I agree. But I think Tua does make or break the team. And I think if they feel they're in the hunt for the, for the playoffs and Tua's holding them back, I think they'll have no hesitation to drop him. That's why they've signed Teddy. It's, a, it's almost like for like, but Teddy's less of a risk. Uh, and and I, I think that's... Um, I, if you look at Tua and Mac Jones, they are virtually the same player. It's just Mac Jones is more consistent. Yeah. So far. So, so far. far. We, so we far. Grant you, and he could... Yeah. Well, I agree he could well regress without Josh McDaniels. And then they would actually be the same player. And, and that, that is the difference here. So, yes, there's a lot of surrounding weapons, but if you don't get Tua working, they might as well be the roster the Patriots have got. Yeah, but then they've got. I think they've got more better pieces than the Patriots have got. Yeah. That's that's the point, and I think it's it will come down to coaching then whether they can get close to the Patriots because when you purely look at the rosters, 
the Dolphins have got a better roster now than the Patriots. Yes, agreed. Have but they got a, a good as head coach? As no, well? that's the point. It comes down to other factors as to where they... And like when you look at it, like I say, I can't really separate those two teams. No, it's really so The Bills look like they're an easy runaway team for the, for the division. They should be. They should really be contending this year. Because yeah. even when you look across the... You know, and you're going to come onto it in a second. When you look at play, you know, teams like the Chiefs, they 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 haven't. Everybody in the AFC hasn't all improved this year. You no. know, the Broncos, not well. The Broncos have probably improved, but you know, we'll just wait and see. You know, um, and then Every, the last one, everybody's favourite team, is the Jets. So Paul is completely wrong about the Jets. Um, they will finish bottom of this division. Um, and again, like the. The Jets did loads of really good stuff in the draft. And again, that's the bit of the unknown with this team. The defence will definitely have improved massively. I think you're going to really see a much more aggressive defence this year. When you look at who they've gone and got through the draft and even from um, kind of free agency. So they've got in, they brought in Solomon Thomas. So Salah would have known him from the Niners. They've also got Carl Lawson, um, who they signed last year who was expected to do really good things before he had an Achilles injury, so he's going to be back. Then you've got Source Gardner, and you've got Jermaine Johnson. Source Gardner's also a great name as well. It is a great um, name. So when you just look at those four pieces immediately, as well as Salah having extra time with that defence, that defence is going to really kind of put a lot of pressure on whoever they play. The problem you have is that, although they've got a pretty decent offensive line, or they did have until it fell apart, about a week ago, it looked like their offensive line was building. You know, Dwayne Brown's a decent slot him. The, and, you know, but it just doesn't seem to me that the offense has got enough going for it. I just don't see how they win games. You can't defenses win. You know, you know, we all know they win games, they win championships. But I don't think their defense is going to jump that far that it's going to suddenly start winning them games. It might keep them much more competitive. But I still don't see the Jets winning more than five or six games this season. I disagree with you completely on this. I right, <laughs> We know that. I think the Jets have been really smart in what they've been doing. You could argue every part of their offense has improved. Their line has improved. Wilson has experience. A lot, better, I like Garrett Wilson. Better tight end, better yeah. wide out. Elijah Moore in a second season. Brees Eli- Hall. Brees Hall coming in at running back. It's I every think it, part of the offense has improved. I think it's very much like the Dolphins. I think where the Dolphins, the major question mark is probably going to be Tua at the Jets. It's Shagger Wilson, and whether he can. He's the love of man. The, 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 only, yeah. the only thing I would say is at the Jets there is a lot more rookies. Yeah. You know, there's a lot more rookies that you're going to have to rely on. You haven't, you know, gone Who's and got a Mel. You just mentioned Brees. Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Did you yeah. see what his stat line was the other day? Seven rushes for one yard. <laughs> it's going well. But <laughs> it's the but, same as I've got. So there's Garrett, a measurement Garrett, we used to use for that. My point, I suppose, my point would be is Garrett Wilson might be Tyreek Hill, but we don't know that yet. Yeah, you know, and you know, Melvin Ingram versus Source Gardner. Gardner might be as good as Melvin Ingram, but he might not be. The, you know, so you're talking about talent and building. I think what the Jets have done is great for their future this summer, but I'm not sure you'll see that transpire straight into this season. Especially they're starting the season with some uncertainty, injured quarterback, etc. And, you know, momentum's a massive thing as well. And if they get off to a bad start, this division is definitely tougher than it has been for a number of years. And you, I think the Jets will be closer 
which is why I think the teams in the middle will struggle a little bit this season. I think this is one of, if not the most competitive division in the league. Well, uh, I'm not sure. To, I'm not sure it is because the Bills will be so much better than everyone oh, else. But you, you could argue, and I, I'm not going to argue. Jets are going to make the playoffs. I want to make that very clear. But I think the Jets have a case to not finish fourth. And I made a bet previously this year around that. You did, you and did. I'm going to enjoy spending that money. So, what the, is your bet so, for the division? Well, do you want my prediction I'd, of order first? Then, yeah, so, I'll take that. And then so, I'll so Bills, pocket. so yep. Bills, Bills first. Um, Dolphins second, Patriots third, Jets last. Wrong. <laughs> um, Come on, pick Paul's pocket. What are we doing? What are we doing? Crazy bet wise. It's, it's your, your choice. It's your on. choice. You, your yeah. choice. Um, I've already done this division. I'll do one for Michael. I'll do one for Michael. Okay. All right. Tua will start more than 13 games. Hmm. More than 13, so More 14 games. 14 games. Oh, yeah, he won't. I'll take that. That's a pound. Accord. <laughs> there's, there's no way. There's, there's no way. He's, he's just, he just won't. He's not, he's not that good, and he never stays fit. Okay, that is uh, over to me. Yes, For West. the AFC West. I'm last and least. Uh, I shall prefix the AFC West by saying this is the most competitive division in football. Wrong. <laughs> when, I, when I did my research for this division, you I thought also you were doing the AFC West. The same, yeah. um, I will also begin with a little uh, synopsis of all four teams together. All four teams have Pro Bowl quarterbacks. We have uh, two quarterbacks who have won Super Bowls. Uh, we have two quarterbacks who you wouldn't laugh if I told you they they could win Super Bowls. Like that's a genuine thing. So, four contenders from the off. Head coaching could well be what separates the teams in this division this this season. Uh, <laughs> Andy Reid, perennially underrated, but one of the best coaches in the league. His time management is terrible. We know this. We yeah. know this. But, other than that, he's a genius on the offence. Yeah. So, let's grant him that. Elsewhere in this division... Less so. I like Brandon Staley. I think what he's done to unify the Chargers has been excellent. Let's not forget they did not get across the line last season with an extremely talented team. So he has that hanging around him. It's a bit like a less extreme version of Cliff Kingsbury. You've got all the talent and you're not quite getting it done. So I just want to see how he grows from there. And then the other two, and you know my feeling on first-time coaches and quarterbacks and everything else... They're under a lot of pressure straight away. Nathaniel Hackett has been effectively calling plays with one of the best players we've ever seen. So he's got to show me something before I believe that it's partly down to him. This the guy looks like a bollock. <laughs> yes, he looks like a boiled bollock. He does look like a bollock. And apparently used to be a rapper. Yeah, uh, and he also made remarks about Russell Wilson's wife and how attractive she was. And he got very nervous. But that's fine. Ciara is an attractive lady. She is. But I want to see what he gives us before I think he's worth any credit. Equally, Josh McDaniels. Now, I know from having watched very closely the Patriots what he brings as a coordinator. Do you remember what happened when he was head coach of the Broncos? Which, by the way, is uh, 12 years ago. Yeah, it was uh, disappointing. Do you remember why he got fired? Sex scandal. No. 
He got Why? fired. Why, who got fired? Josh McDaniels, when he was in charge of the Broncos. Over reliance on Tebow? No, although Tebow's failures didn't help. But don't forget, they did win a playoff game with Did Tebow. he just sit in the corner going, I wish I was at the Patriots. I no, wish I was at the Patriots. Take me back, Bill. Close enough. Because uh, that's what happened when he accepted the job for two days and then cried like a little No, bitch. the final nail in the coffin was he. his team were caught filming the walkthrough practices of the 49ers. Of course they <laughs> fucking <laughs> who, were. Who does that sound like? Um, I'm just saying, McDaniels has got a lot to prove as a head coach. I think it's an interesting appointment. But he's got enough credit in the bank again to get time. So the obvious standout here is Andy Reid. In many ways. <laughs> yeah. So I'll start the teams with the, the Chiefs for that very reason. Um, they need to put last season's playoff disappointment behind them. Don't forget that they were 21-3 up on the Bengals and they lost, which is unheard of yeah. for the Chiefs. Which usually the other way around. Yeah, well, Joe Burrow went full Pat Mahomes. Mm. Um, post Tyreek Hill, they have a lot riding on some very interesting players. Juju Smith-Schuster did not produce last season in the contract year. Did he? I mean, yes, he had Ben Roethlisberger thrown to him. And yes, he's a better player than we saw yeah, last year. He had injury issues, didn't yep. he? But he had a lot riding on it. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been inconsistently producing with one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. But I think one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen who don't throw the ball to him. Didn't but didn't him. throw the ball to him because he didn't feel he was good enough. So... I, I think it's a different attitude with Patrick Mahomes, but I'm just saying there's there's your two receivers to start with that you're replacing Tyreek Hill, remember? So there's a reason Chris Conley and Demarcus Robinson have got contracts. Yes, there is. So just bear with me. Uh, the third one up on the wide receiver grouping. Anyone want to tell me? Sky Moore. No, Josh Gordon. Oh God, yeah. Josh Gordon is is on the list at number three. Number four. Nicole Hardman. No. He's currently injured anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Corey Coleman. <laughs> Fuck Did off. he turn up from the Browns? Yeah, well, from not being employed. Yeah. Uh, Corey Coleman is there at the moment. Yeah, there are other names. That's he, he was talented before he became, mm. well, there's he was N a tosser. There's an NFC East team that's begging for him to be cut by them. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is, I don't know <laughs> if any of those names are replacing the production you'd get from Tyreek. You're relying on Patrick Mahomes elevating any of those players. Or, or getting Beckham when he's fit. Yeah, or getting Beckham when he's fit, which is where I was going. I, I still think there's an opportunity for him to come and play for a contender. It feels like Moneyball-style thing. You're not replacing Tyreek Hill. You're replacing the yards of Tyreek Hill with... Four or five players. players. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. So for that to work, that gets to my next point, is last season was a very good year for Patrick Mahomes. It was also his worst season as a professional quarterback. Anybody see any reason why he won't recover and probably be in the top two quarterbacks for most statistical things this season? Because I think he will. I, I just think he will. I think he will. I'm not sure his movement is quite as good as it was two years ago. I think he was struggling last yeah, year. Yeah, I think there was Obviously, injury issues. He's had injuries, hasn't he? And I don't know. Is he as... The more you get hit, the less you want to run outside the pocket. Yeah. Especially when you're only about... He's not the biggest Mahomes. He's not a Josh Allen. He's not no. He's not huge. He's not, he's not Kyler Murray, but he's not huge. And I just wonder if he, if he is starting to stay in the pocket more than he used to, or teams know he's going to try and come out. I think Andy Reid's trying to get him to stay in the pocket. 
Um, his worst statistical year he's ever had. He's still through for 4,800 yeah. yards. I, I'm not See, Kyler Murray could actually fit in my pocket. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> with regards to the, the defence, the issue is really with the secondary. They've lost Tyron Matthew, Mike Hughes. They, they have to get immediate production out of the cornerback Trent McDuffie that they drafted. Uh, and we all know how that tends to go with first-year cornerbacks. And they got picked apart by the Bengals. And some other teams last year. Don't forget how they started the year. They, they got picked apart at times. And it could happen again. Sorensen isn't the same player. He actually improved towards the end of last year. But he couldn't really get any worse from where he was in the middle of the yeah. season. Where they effectively took the captaincy off him on defence and put him on the bench. So They brought in Justin Reed, haven't they? Yeah, in the second yeah, tree, yeah. Which I think helps. I think he's, he's a massive loss for the Texans. Yes, of course. Um, and also he can make kicks. <laughs> he, he can apparently as he kicks an extra point, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so, as you're going to find with all these teams, running theme it revolves around the quarterback as it often does. But it's so tight in this division that it's even more important. Uh, on your defense, your guy, Carl Aftis. Carl Aftis. Yeah. He looks pretty decent. He looks good fun. I haven't I haven't seen a lot of it yet. If I'm I've honest. seen uh, in, you know, it's preseason. You know, address it how you want, but he looks fun. Um. The Los Angeles Chargers. Is there a possibility, and I'll say there is, that Justin Herbert finishes as the best quarterback in the NFL in 2022? Yes. In terms of either yards or touchdowns? Yes and yes. He, he, the sky is the limit for that guy. He's fucking incredible. Outperforming Mahomes, Rodgers, Brady, Burroughs. I think it's absolutely possible. Not both categories, maybe. But one or the other. This is not necessarily my silly bet. I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there to see what reaction I get. But I think it's true. I think he needs to because I'm not sure Kyle Allen is oh, Keenan Allen. Sorry, is the player he was. I know Mike Williams picks up a lot of the slack, but Keenan, Keenan Allen's on the downward trend of wide receiving these days. I think he was the seventh overall in terms of yards last season, but he only got four touchdowns. Julio style, isn't it? He, he moves bit. the ball. A little bit. There's nothing wrong with that, but it, it's just something to watch out for. I think they're going to need to elevate someone else in the wide receiver room. And also on the offense, the rotation behind Eckler is what's important. He was worn down by the end of last season. They asked too much out of a smaller back. Now you've got Josh Kelly, who I really like. I think he's really good. But they've also drafted Isaiah Spiller. If he is able to hit the ground running and pick up some... Uh, first and second down work, then I think they're okay. Otherwise, I think it's the same again. You're going to want too much out of a player who isn't built for three down usage in in Austin Eckler. That's that's how I feel about that. Don't forget, I'll bring it up again because it's important. They did not make the playoffs last season with an extremely talented roster, a, a roster that was better than I would suggest half the teams that did make the playoffs across the two conferences. Comfortably. Right. Well, they were they were a timeout from making it. It was poor. Yeah, yeah, it, it was poor. Um, you said to me earlier, JC Jackson is starting the season on, on the injury list. So that is a problem because they had signed him. They did also sign Khalil Mack. So he has something to prove. I think he needs to put some numbers up this year and I would back him to do so. He's got competition, hasn't he, in Joey Bosa? Yeah. He's not really had competition. But it also means he might only be one-on-one. Which is terrifying. Absolutely. Uh, the, th- the thing for him is how many sacks did Robert Quinn get last year, which was like 
16, 17, 19, yeah, yeah, something yeah. ridiculous. And that's because you have to two on one, two, two on, on one. one yeah, yeah, that's it for Khalil Mack. Right. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, this is Derek Carr's chance to prove any remaining doubters wrong because they've got Devontae Adams. There are, you can argue who's number one, two or three. There aren't many better wide receivers in the league at getting separation and winning the one-on-one battles at the high point for the ball. There are, they just aren't. I think you're going to see the best season you've ever seen out of Derek Carr, which they're going to need to compete in this division. But um, The other thing that's going to be important here is the Darren Waller rebound. He wasn't terrible last year, but he wasn't what we expected. And all of a sudden, because Devontae Adams is there, Darren Waller's going to be a massive red zone threat because he won't be covered the way he has been. It's, it's injury-based last year. Yeah. It's like, like a lot of players, he wasn't able... I think that he was played injured to have that presence, but you, you know you can't have those stats whilst whilst you know being injured. But fit, if he's fit, he's unplayable. Yeah. Um, on the other side of the ball, they're changing from four three to three four, despite the fact that the four three worked really well and Max Crosby led the league in pressures last year. All pro Max Crosby. All pro Max Crosby. Um, the thinking man. I understand Nick that you have to change. Hi, as per your coordinator and the players that are available, but it he, feels he, like an unnecessary just change. Be, just to back Jim up, he is quite far below uh, Bosa in the top hundred players. All right, fair enough. Into the press. Um, <laughs> weakness on the Raiders for me is the fact that Rock Yassin is their best cornerback. Yeah, and they in this division could well get picked apart and are going to have to struggle to catch up with some of the scoring rates they're going to be put on them, which is the same problem they've had before. They don't seem to have addressed this. Don't forget they've lost, uh, what was his name, Damon Arnett was in the backfield. They haven't really nailed one side of the field. So it's a very difficult division to know how to defend against. Mm. It certainly is. It certainly is. Um, and again, I come back to McDaniels. He's got a lot of uh, cash in the bank because of the coordinatorship he's done. But he went 11 and 17 in his two seasons with the Broncos, and I'm not sure he's one of these players that sh- uh, players, one of these coaches that should be a head coach. I think he's a, a world class offensive uh, coordinator, and probably should stay in his lane. But we're going to see how that works out. Finally, the Denver Broncos. It's all changed. At mile high, Nathaniel Hackett is uh, the human ball bag. Is uh, beginning his head coaching career, and uh, they've enticed Russell Wilson from his spiritual home to a new beginning in Denver. This is interesting. He is the 12th quarterback that will start since Peyton left for the Broncos. There's a point available for anyone who can name any of the Simeon. Other. Yep. Lynch. Yep. Locke. Yep. Bridgewater. Yep. Osweiler. Keenum. Yes. Yes. Flacco. Yes. There's not many left. Good luck getting these four. <laughs> Have we said Paxton Lynch? Yes. Yeah. There's four left. Osweiler. You've said that one. Oh. Chad Kelly. Who went the other way? Start. Who went to Seahawks? They sent some. They said Drew Locke already. Drew Locke. The other four you were never going to get. Brandon Allen. Oh, two yeah, games. Yeah. Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> uh, Brett Rippon. God. No, Brett Rippon. Oh, uh, and the guy, the, 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 the wide receiver. Hinton. Yeah. Hinton. <laughs> Hinton, the wide receiver, yeah. yeah. So... That is a shambles of quarterback play since the last time they went to the playoffs and won the Super Bowl, 2015. Yeah. It's, it's all that time since they went to the playoffs. It's the longest run they've ever had outside of the playoffs. Uh, they also, uh, I believe this is right, 
I believe they've been averaging fewer than 21 points a game in those six seasons. Yeah, Only teams them. averaging worse than that? Giants? Yep, and? Commanders. Jets. <laughs> New, <laughs> New York! New York. <laughs> it's going well. The city that never sleeps unless you go and watch the NFL. city never sleeps or scores. <laughs> yeah. Um, my concern, despite all of the Russell Wilson hype, is the wide receiver group is all promise. It's all promise. I really want to believe in Jerry Judy. I really wanted to believe in Tim Patrick till he broke his knee. But, yeah. uh, but it's all promise. They haven't really delivered at any point consistently. Cortland Sutton was looking good Cortland pre-injury. Sutton, yeah, yeah, pre-injury, but it's all promise. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. Like, Cortland Sutton's so annoying. Don't forget, Russell Wilson's wide receivers were Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Uh, there was one other a bit earlier when he was there. Doug Baldwin? Doug Baldwin. Percy Harvin? Percy Harvin. Quality players. Golden Tate. Golden Tate. He, he's he got to elevate these guys. I'm not saying that he was successful because of them, but he wasn't having to work to elevate those players. Was he? No. He won a Super Bowl with Golden Tate, thank you. He did win a Super Bowl with no, Golden Tate. And without Percy because, Harvin, who uh, fucked off him. Yes. Not because of Golden Tate. Uh, and the yeah, defence. The defence. You've got to get everything you can in this division out of Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory, who's come yeah. over from the Cowboys. A very expensive Randy. A... 18? No, more than that. It was, it was a lot of millions. <laughs> the second most expensive Randy in the league. <laughs> well done. Points to you, John Jeremy. Well done. <laughs> I, uh, I have my concerns over all of these teams for the points I've made. So I'm going to give you what I think. You're going to pick it apart because you will. I'm going to say Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos. I knew you were going to pull that face. I, I have it close. I have Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos, Broncos Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. I think, I it's think those last two. Because of the new coach in there, as much as they've got stronger, I, I don't know. I just. I don't, I don't think it. the Broncos are all that this year. We'll see. And I'll be happily be wrong. I, I like Russell Wilson. A lot of people think you just need to plug in the quarterback there, but I don't think the, the offense no. is good enough. No, I don't. I agree. They've got the uh, Williams-Gordon issue at running back where they clearly want Devonta Williams to be the lead running back. Melvin Gordon's not overly happy with it. Which one of them should be leading? They've got to make a decision. At least it's I, don't a- you, no, I, don't, I don't think you need... I think the fact that you can save mm. the, you know, the wear on Williams... Who, who's, the, who's the better running back right now out of those two? Williams. Right, Williams right now. Because of, he doesn't have the... the, the mileage. Uh, and he has... He's, He's got a different skill set, but the fact that you can you've got those two, for one, it's going to take pressure off the fact that your wide receivers aren't superstars. I, I've got I've got it. I'm in my mind currently it's Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. But when Peyton Manning got there, who mm. was the star wideout? Oh, uh, Thomas. Thomas. Demarius Thomas. Was he? And Julius yeah. Thomas, yeah, at tight end. Were they seen as like league leading? Were they seen yes. as top ten? They yes. were big players. Yeah, oh, yeah. fair enough. I withdraw my point and right. We'll I will make my picking Paul's pocket bet. I I've got eight written down. I didn't. I don't know which one to go with. Eight. So, yeah, I wrote down eight. Two for each team. Uh, but um, I'm tempted to go with Broncos missed the playoff in the last place and the only team in the AFC West to miss the playoffs. But if Paul doesn't find that exciting enough, we could go with. Andy Reid retires at the end of the season. No. 
Well, you you can tell. I don't mind which one you want to take. So what was the, the first one? The, was first the Raiders. One the don't Broncos mean. missed the playoffs and are the only team in the AFC West to miss the playoffs. Ah, too easy. Too easy. So you think it's possible they miss the playoffs, yeah, even I though do. you told me they wouldn't finish last. I, if I if I were a betting man, yeah, which you are, <laughs> I'm handing this one to you. They'll finish last in the AFC West. And the Chargers will not make the playoffs. No, this is I get to choose these bets. The Chargers will nail the playoffs. I don't think they will. I will have uh, Herbert scores more touchdowns than Mahomes this season. I would take a one pound bet on one pound bet on that. Then okay, we're scored. Yeah. I won't take that bet. No, no, okay, no, John. I, I think Herbert may well score more than Mahomes yeah. this year. Uh, I won't take that bet. You really believe in Herbert, don't you? I, f- I think he's a fucking. Well, I think star. everyone in our fantasy league should watch out because I think I know who John is going to try and take on the quarterback front. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> I don't want to put my strategy out there, but if, but if you've been strategy. listening to this podcast, so basically the only person that doesn't know is Steve. Uh, <laughs> well, that concludes the the AFC walkthrough. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're slightly over our time, but it wasn't far. It wasn't far. They're fun, aren't they? Um, I, I don't think there was as much contention as I believe there would be. I think a lot of the divisions are reasonably easy to see who's going to finish top. It's the rest of it. There's some, the third, there's some fourth, good teams the, Sorry, the fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh places in the playoffs are going to be yeah. interesting. The first one or two on either conference, I think, are going to be nailed on. I really do this year. But you know, you, this is the thing. Like, we you get this point, we never know because all of us had the Bengals being shit last yeah, year, and they went true. and got to the Super Bowl. The, the AFC is just ridiculous at quarterback yeah. in particular yeah, at the yeah. moment. You know, you're going to get some really good quarterbacks that do not make the playoffs. Does anybody have anything they think's been missed? Paul leaning into the microphone, and no, 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 excellent stuff. Right in that case, it's uh, it's 11 p.m. here, and I've been here in the building since quarter past four this morning. So I'm going to say good night and go home. Good night. Bye.